this is the podcast I've always wanted to do, man. Really? Because I, I wanted to, you know, um, I work with a lot of different people behind the scene clinically, mm-hmm. but just wanted to talk about in, entertainment, mental health. And then, because what I did, what I did in grad school is I broke down lyrics. Mm. And I would break wow. down lyrics and break down the Bible wow. and make it relatable to like, oh, this is the trans, you know what I'm saying, the transgression or the progression of where somebody is. And that's crazy. And my professor was just like, oh. the white guy, he was just like, this is crazy. He was like, 30 years, I've never seen anyone take things like this, but I'm like, this is how you connect to the culture. Mm-hmm. But this wow. is culture competency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? So, Love so it. this, this, I'm, well, I'm, this I'm, is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be real good. Awesome. Copy the turbo soon as they uncuff them. This goes out to all of your mans. Why well, put you in the verse when I could put you in the car in a van? D block. They shooting. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Look. Jesus. Yeah. my rhyme book. Yeah, shout out to Salam Remy, the producer of that joint. Nah, yeah, never never better start, start, set it off with Salam. Let's go. Come Welcome on. to another week of We Sound Crazy. Billionaire is in the building. Claude Kelly is in the building. Chuck Harmony is here. Bacon from Macon is here. What's going on? What up, Bacon? What up, y'all? What's good? What's going on? Man, I'm excited about this this uh, episode right I'm here. I'm super excited. Yeah. I meditated before this episode. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> you did, did you meditate, Chuck? You got your mind right? I, got, you, I had to get my mind right. <laughs> did you get your mind? I mean, it is, it is May Mental Health Awareness Month, right? It is. So, it is Mental Health yeah, Awareness. I've been, I've been meditating for the last three years since the world changed. So yeah. Really? Perfect. Meditation is key to me, key yeah. my life as well. So we got a, a super, I, I'm, I'm honored, seriously. Like, we got a special guest with us this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's my brother. He's an author. He's a motivational speaker, mental health therapist, life coach, mentor, youth mentor. He got a lot of stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. And he's got this amazing book that I actually, I bought this. He didn't gift this to me. I actually bought this. Um, <laughs> no free swag. Uh, yeah, no free swag. This is, this is a, I purchased the book, Just Heal, Bro. Um, but also, I got y'all copies, too. Thank you very much. Including, you. including you, Guru. So just uh, Real friends gift people books. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's a good, a good gift. gift. Well, we got Jay Barnett in the building this week. Make some noise. What's up, man? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to We Sound man. Crazy, Thank man. you guys uh, for having me, man, because uh, I sound crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad. The, the first people. thing is, is admit that you have yeah, a problem. It's, it's, right? it's admitted that, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of times I'm the only black uh, male uh, in these mental health spaces, so a lot of times I think I sound crazy. So yeah. I think this is very fitting for my daily experience. There we go. When I walk into these yeah, uh, different uh, uh, spaces of mental health, uh, having these conversations. But I'm glad and honored to be here with my brother Phil. Man, I've known him for a few years and and uh, happy for his success and his growth and, and what you guys are doing. Yeah, um, I, I love the the name of it. We sound crazy because I you know. Half of the stuff that we process in life sounds crazy. It does. But it doesn't mean that it is. So, but uh, yeah, I love that. So I'm happy to be here, man. We're gonna yeah. chop, we're gonna chop it up and talk about some some deep things today, which yeah, I'm excited yeah, about. Yeah, Super yeah. excited. I yeah. mean, I got it. This the book. I love the back. This says a, it's such a powerful sentence here. It says most men live and die in silence of their emotions and feelings because they le- they learn early in life they must invalidate their own selves for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's powerful. That is, is powerful. Wow. That's I, powerful. I just I just had to stay. It's on the back of the book. That is so <laughs> real yeah. because, like, I'm sure you all see, like, on Twitter, like, a lot of times they'll, people are always saying, well, men should be doing this, and 
Shouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's, it's dope to have someone like yourself who's a brother and you put a face to what it means, what, what it can be when you actually acknowledge the fact that you want to heal and you want to, you know, fill in those gaps. Because a, a both, if you black, I always say if you black, you have some kind of trauma. Mm. So it's like, I know me personally at the top of the pandemic, that pushed it. it was, I had been thinking about it for a, a while, but it pushed me into therapy. It pushed me to find somebody that mm. I felt like I could connect with, mm. that I could, that could help me figure out and kind of pull back those layers um, to what I was experiencing and what I was feeling. Um, you, you said earlier that, um, you know, you've been, you're the only black person in a lot of the rooms. How, what's the, the, the growth been like in terms of black men now starting to kind of open the door to, to mental health and getting therapy and that kind of thing? Like, what have you seen? Well, the, the, the growth has, has been uh, exponential, man, um, because I think going back to what you said, putting a face to it, um, and one of the things that I saw, you know, I was uh, NFL free agent like 17 years ago, and uh, I, I remember, you know, leaving the NFL space and, and, and trying to figure out life. There, there was no uh, black representation of what a therapist or a counselor mm. or, you know, uh, a person that looked like, you know, to want to talk to somebody. And then, too, it was also the notion that if I go and talk to a counselor, a therapist, or, and, they, and this gets, uh, gets back to upper management or, 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 or up top, you know, how is this going to affect, you know, uh, my situation here playing? So no guy wanted to ever say he had an issue. Mm. And I mean, the world could be falling apart and, and you just didn't want to say anything. And as I've shared, you know, uh, my journey over the past 10 years, you know, I'm a two-time suicide survivor. So mm. uh, my godmother found me, you know, uh, under the bed after an overdose. And, um, and so when I, you know, came through that and started... Uh, trying to figure out what was next. You know, this was like 30, 31. So this is only 10 years ago. Mm. And uh, a friend of mine was like, man, you got you, you to gotta get some help. And my godmother's like, you know, you, you got to. And, and I was staying with her at the time. And she's like, why would you do this in my house? You mm. know, and, and it was one of those things because as men, we internalize silently. That's why no one never hears the cries of a man mm -hmm. because it's a, it's a silent cry. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And most of our cries are always um, in the definitive response of suicide. Uh, women attempt more, but men are more successful with their attempts mm. because brothers, uh, when they attempt, it's a gunshot. It's usually something very, you know, absolute. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and, and and I knew that I was in my godmother's house, so for me, it, I wasn't going to shoot myself because I, I was conscious that I didn't want to make a mess. Mm. So for me, if I can go away peacefully, that was my thought process in that. And and transition, you know, uh, and, and getting into therapy, and, and finally one day I was working at a group home uh, with a group of kids. I created a program um, that was called Emotional Recovery Program for kids in group homes and, and girls that were uh, victims of sex trafficking and the director a black woman she said um you should really consider being a therapist she's like this work you're doing like these kids love it and and the staff is like everybody's like man can he speak to the staff and i researched it man and, and i prayed about it and i literally felt that it was a divine calling mm. and uh in 2015 2015 i i heard the voice of god just as as i'm talking to you guys he said 
go to school. And he said, something is coming and you're going to be needed. It's exactly what I heard. Wow. Mm. And go to school. I'm the only black um, man to graduate in my cohort out of 72 students. Um, I was in school three and a half years, never mm. told anybody because I'm like, I can't tell black folks I'm trying to be a therapist. Mm -hmm. But I remember the first time telling somebody I was going to school to be a therapist at 33 years old. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, how you, like, literally, how you go from being a ball player to I had a successful training business, mm. training pro athletes, into this? It's like, Jay, what are you doing? And um, I, I went through that process, man, and lo and behold, the pandemic happened. Mm. And I emerged, you know, and started mm. sharing and, and started, you know, uh, creating space because in the space of mental health, there is no representation for us as black men. No, there's not. Nope. Yeah. You know, um, less than 2% of the psychologists and psychiatrists are black and less than 1% are black males yeah. mm. in this space. And this is out of 41,000. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's a huge void, and I, I, I relate to everything that you said this far in terms of feeling like you're feeling, you're feeling a need. Because a, a big part of it is that I'm empathetic enough to understand that everyone is going through trauma. But what I experienced as a black man going through trauma, because we all go through it, is having to, wear the, having to carry the additional burden of when and where you're allowed to exercise your pain. And and would be it in public or private because a lot of, the way it seems to me is that some people can really outburst in public and it's and it's, it's received with empathy, and ours is there's so much packed into when and where we're allowed to express ourselves, mm -hmm. and then on top of that, trying to find trustworthy, credentialed other black men to talk to yeah. that are not necessarily. <clears throat> embedded in a religion or an education system that may not be allowing them to think open-minded open-mindedly about your situation yeah it really is rare yeah it's, it's rare man um because i tell individuals when i go into the clinic I, I was in private practice for like two and a half years and um i left because i wanted to do what i'm doing now being on the road uh, on the tour we did 15 cities with the Jess Hill Bro Tour, average mm -hmm. three to 500 men of color. Um, mm -hmm. This year we'll probably do um, maybe 10 to 15 uh, because my schedule has increased individually, but it's been a blessing to take therapy into the space of brothers who would never come to therapy. Mm -hmm. right. And it wasn't so much of trying to uh, bring them uh, to therapy, but to create a therapeutic experience mm -hmm. that where a brother can feel comfortable, you know, and I tell, individuals that I don't take my uh, belief system, um, I don't take my own personal agenda, I show up as someone who's looking to learn. I never go in as an expert because you're the expert of your story. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I work with brothers, you know, um, from all walks of life and that part about um, individuals that can really protect because to now, you know, mental health has become commercialized. Very. Yeah. And so that that frightens me because you have people who are not credentialed. You have people who are calling therapy, uh, you know, coaching, and it's like it's it's, it's not the same. Not, yeah. And I'm all about safeguarding people's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not just their livelihood, but just their issues and their trauma. Yeah. Like I work with a lot of celebrities, a lot of entertainers, and 
it, it's a blessing. And I will, and, and I see people, and, and it's like for me, I, 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 I'm, I'm so um, guarded of people's heart, mm. you know, and not just from what I do, but I think I've always been like that because as a therapist, we are the gatekeepers of people's secrets and mm. and people's. Uh, uh, idiosyncrasies and, and and different things that they're battling mm-hmm. quietly, and so I think that's so uh, sacred to me, mm-hmm. especially as black men, because most of the times our stuff has been exploited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. When we open up, it's thrown back in our face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're weaponized against yeah. it, and that's the fear why brothers don't open up. And uh, I was talking to Bishop Jakes, and Bishop Jakes said to me, he says, "What you're creating is." You're reaching men who would never go to church mm-hmm. and who would never enter therapy. And I said, Bishop, that, that's what I wanted because for me, I want brothers to experience a great quality of life mm-hmm. and not get to the end of their lives and they're tired, they're exhausted, they have worked uh, hard for their families and all they get is a gold watch or somebody brings some raggedy, raggedy socks and, you know, some <laughs> old pen. wrinkled tie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I really want brothers to experience what true joy and what mm. bliss really is. Yeah. Mm. And, and and freeing them from the expectations mm-hmm. and, and, and the trauma that they are, are masking because that's what it is. And, I mean, we're, life has become a big masquerade party. Ain't that the truth. It is. Ain't that the truth. Hey, this is Claude Kelly from We Sound Crazy with your Black Music Month Spotlight. Victoria Monet is an American singer and songwriter. As an artist, Monet released a second installment of her Jaguar trilogy titled Jaguar 2. The album won Best R&B Album and Best Engineered Album Non-Classical at the 66th Grammy Awards and featured hit singles such as Smoke, So I know I want the generation that where that music was their prime to appreciate it, but also my generation to find some of the lyrics fun and use them as captions. So I want to have that juxtaposition. Party Girls and the RAA certified platinum track, On My Mama. Hey, it's Angelique here. Walt Disney World Resort is bringing you the culture with music, art, and food. Imagine savoring Princess and the Frog's decadent bread pudding and Barry Bonet's at Disney's Port Orleans Resort. Take in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park Circle of Life Festival, celebrating the Lion King and more. Walt Disney World Resort is a place where you can come and celebrate with your family and you can do it soulfully. Bring yourself to Walt Disney World Resort and celebrate the culture. It has. We sound crazy. And a lot of these, to your point, a lot of these phrases have become so popular now. Therapy, empathy. There's just a, a whole, a whole list of words that get misused and overused now. Mm-hmm. That it, I'm wondering how that affects you when you're doing the real work and you have to, you have to fight against all the stereo, the, the new stereotypes and the new. Popular, yeah. you know, things that are happening with within that. You know, it's, it's it's so challenging, bro. Because you know, oftentimes going back to what you said, you know, when brothers are being expressive, because here's the difference. I told someone this, and they kind of, you know, I said when women express, they're met with compassion, but mm-hmm. when we express, we're met with criticism. Mm-hmm. So that's not encouraging for me to open up because if I open up, and 
it doesn't work for me. My brain is now programmed. We'll never do that again. Yep. Yeah. Never doing it again. And, and, <laughs> Definitely. And even to look at how some female clinicians has, um, I'm the young lady went off on black men, like, I think several months back, she was a therapist and, you know, y'all need to go to therapy, y'all hurt, y'all broken and this and that. And, and then you look at, you know, um, some of these brothers on the podcast and, you know, it's, I'm going to call it what it is. It's pandering is, you know, if you're not ready to take her to a five-star restaurant and all this type of stuff. And it's just like, bro, like, that's not how you reach men. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, It's not. Mm-mm. It's not how you reach brothers. Agreed. Like, I've been in locker rooms and I can tell you, and I've, and I've been a leader amongst men. That's not how you reach men. You reach men in a way to where you show respect. Mm-hmm. When brothers come in, um, to see me in the clinical space, because I, I still see um, individuals uh, virtually, the first thing I do to that black man is I said, bro, I'm proud of you, man. Mm. I'm proud of you for choosing you. Yeah. Mm. Because I know this is hard. You know, and you just see the weight just drop. Mm. Because they no longer have to be Superman. Mm. And I'm saying, bro, I just want you to be vulnerable. And I don't have to tell them to be vulnerable. Mm. They can feel it in the space because I'm not, it's not force feeding. Mm-hmm. It's allowing him to feel seen. And when men feel seen, we feel valued. Mm-hmm. When we feel valued, there's this appreciation to where, okay, I can open up in layers. And I think um, the world has done a disservice to black men uh, as much as they have to, to black boys. Mm to where um, the world has um, celebrated our um, physical abilities, but when it comes to our emotional capabilities, mm -mm, we don't want that. Even even our intellect, even our intellect, even our intellect is celebrated, but our emotions are not are are not honored. No, that's heavy. I mean, I yeah, wow. (laughs) No, because I I remember being young and certain people like when. You know, when you're a kid, certain things happen. You might have an emotional moment. You might cry, and it's like, shut that fuss up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was definitely me. You, my, my mom did not allow me to cry. She was just Really? Like, Ain't no crying. Men don't cry. I've been hearing that my whole life. Mm. So, let, let, let me ask you this, Chuck. Yeah. How, how is it for you now to cry? Oh, I cried to drop out the dime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but, and, and it's because I, I really understand how freeing that is to mm-hmm. just let it out. Even yeah. if I'm doing it by myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I have to, because we don't have that many spaces to let it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even if you dating, you know what I'm saying? You start crying on the wrong girl, she'd be like, I don't know what this is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how to deal with sure. that. That part, man. You know that, that, that's power. And, and listen to what he said. You start crying on the wrong girl. Mm. Right. You know? Mm. And, and, and just think what that does to you the first time you hear, like, Chick, I've seen him get on the phone. Girl, this nigga over here crying. Like, woo, yeah. like, like, woo, I, like, girl, I ain't got time for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this nigga was a boss. <laughs> right. He over here, he over here crying. crying. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what we doing? Right, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. And 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 what it's it's confusing, mm-hmm. right? It's confusing because it says to me as a man, like, okay, I'm a human being. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm a whole person. A whole person. Yeah. A right. whole person. I'm, yeah. I, you know, as I as I say on the on, on the tour is there's a duality in life where we are both. We are lions and a lamb. Mm. I can tear some stuff up, but then I also have this compassion to where I can put things back together mm-hmm. because I understand 
the power of my strength, but I also understand the power of my meekness. Mm, yeah. So I can hold both. So, but don't limit me to just being yeah. this. And then when you see my meekness, that's not appreciated yeah. to where you reject that. But give me all of this. And what is happening is brothers are tired. 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 Exhausted. Me and Claude always say it. Uh, we have the saying, nobody wants to hug a lion. And that's because that's how we feel. Like people, people see the 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 bravado of 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 a of a man, but they like you said, they don't see the meekness and or they don't accept that from us. You know what I'm saying? And so, it's re it's really difficult to navigate life when you you have this duality, but people only cater to this one side or they judge you on that one side. That's my favorite phrase, by the way. We say it like almost every day because just being leadership. There's a point we talk about this where you you have to you have to bark yeah. to get things done, and then a lot of times when you ask nicely. You don't get it done, or if you present yourself in the soft side of yourself, that gets run over, and really, if it feels like a lion, like you, you want to see the lion. You might even fly over there toward the natural habitat and, and look from afar with binoculars. You go to the zoo and see him, but no one really wants to hug the lion. No, and no one cares how the lion feels about all of that. Yeah. It's just a spectacle, a, yeah. a, a big, powerful spectacle, and that leaves the actual lion feeling void of any concern or care or love. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Facts. We sound crazy. I saw an interesting stat that you had shared in one of your interviews that African-American adults are 20% more likely to experience mental health issues than the rest of the population. Talk about that. Yes, please. You know, one, one of the reasons is the level mm -hmm. of care. Um, it's a level of care, and it's also our relationship with the healthcare system. Um, you know, mental health, when it was first created, you know, it's a very uh, Eurocentric uh, element of life. Mm. Like, it was uh, created for wealthy white men, so it wasn't created for blacks. And also, the way they had us programmed is that when we looked or thought about mental health, like, I remember being in school and hearing a kid had to go see a counselor. The first thought that came to your mind was that, they're crazy. They're right? crazy. Yeah. You yes. know? And so for us, we're already battling an identity issue and we're already battling battling not being accepted. So do you want to be identified as crazy? No. Mm -hmm. Especially if you already feel inferior to your counterpart. Mm -hmm. So why would you consider going to therapy? Why would you consider getting help? Because even our family dynamics, right? You don't, I mean, I grew, I'm a PK, so I grew up, you know, you don't go to therapy, you go to God, God yeah. mm -hmm. right? And so having that, um, that, 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 that process of trying to navigate life with these different um, mechanisms that, that, that's not effective. Because here's what I know that, that, that our white counterparts know. If you get your mind right, you get your life right. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, man. And our biggest challenge is that our mindsets are not right. And of course, you go, you know, you could talk about the slavery, we can talk about the Jim Crow, we can talk about all these things that were systematically put in place to control our mindset, which affects your mental health. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, not to be biblical, but if you look at the children of Israel, 
you came out, but you didn't come out. Right. Mm -hmm. You came out physically, but your mind was still, still in prison. Mm -hmm. Your mind was still in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And that's how, that's why we have more issues in the black population mentally, because even though slavery is over and we're free, our minds are still not free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when your mind is not free, your soul is in bondage. Mm -hmm. When your soul is in bondage, what happens? It breaks your body down. It's the reason why we have more sickness and disease in our community. Mm. So everything is not just food, but of course food plays a role in it, but mental health is your physical, your mental, and your spiritual well-being. And guess what that does? That impacts your relational experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus worry creates disease, right? So. Exactly. And so you, so, so you look at our issue, and then you look at, um, I think, was it 40% black men, you know, won't seek help because... 40%. 40, 40%. I'm surprised that's, that's lower than I thought. 40%. And so... I thought it would have been like 80. I keep, I keep my notes on, on, on hand. Um, let's see. In 2020, suicide was the third leading cause of death amongst African-American males ages 15 to 24. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also, uh, statistics tells uh, 25 percent of African Americans yeah, seek mental health treatment compared to uh, uh, 40 percent of white Americans. Jeez. That's, so, uh, yeah. And, and, and another stat that I saw that you um, it talked about that 95 percent people of color will end therapy prematurely. Like usually after the first session, I've done because that. of the cultural divide with the therapist. I've, I've, I've done, done that, that several times. I've, I've done that. It's, it's, it's been a it's been a uh, one night stand with the therapist for sure. <laughs> so hundred percent. So, so let's talk about that. Like, what was that? Like, what happened in the clinical experience um, that caused you to to end that? Well, the first thing is culturally, is feeling like um, the person. Most times, I've, I've, it's been a white woman, and I felt like she's been good enough, but not really heard me. Mm. And then, for me wow. personally. I consider myself a pretty smart guy. I do a lot of homework. I do a lot of self-work myself. So I'll run as soon as I feel like you're giving me elementary tools far simpler than where I think, than what, than what I'm trying to express to you. So if you're telling me like, you know, you, you need to, I'm already doing the breathing exercises. You know what I'm saying? I'm already meditating. I'm already working out. I'm already praying. I'm already reading books. I'm, I've done a lot of that homework. So I need, I don't need you to start from kindergarten and so it, it feels like it's a waste of time. That's, that's, that's the second thing. And then a lot of, the old, every year you get older, it feels like there's more to unpack. And so you're like, God, I gotta start at the beginning. <laughs> like, yeah. And that feels like a lot of burden. It feels like a lot to unpack from, okay, I was born, right? <laughs> and then here's what started to happen, all right? Like every, and, so it's, and so there's a fatigue that, said, that sets in right away. Like, God, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I gotta unpack third grade, then, you know what I'm saying? Then how am I ever get to college and then get yeah. to adulthood and to yesterday? Because yesterday yeah. was stressful. And so that, that it's, it's easier to quit than it is to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, currently, I'm looking, I'm looking a bunch of people that I, my, in my circle we talked about looking for therapists, and it's hard to find a black male therapist, which is what it I think really I is. need. I've got yeah. one here in town, here in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, I've been going to the last... Three years. The reason I haven't if you can survive me. No, nah, but the reason I <laughs> the reason I haven't asked is normally therapists will not take you, in my experience, if they're treating someone that you know very well. 
So, because I know, I, I'm aware. There's a bunch of people that I'm aware of, but also, like, they're always so sensitive about conflict of interest that they'll, they'll say things, and then they'll refer me to someone, which is probably still good, but that's the reason why I haven't reached out. But these are all the, this is the reasons why we don't yeah. reach out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why we don't talk it through. Well, Claude, if, if you just promise don't talk about me in your session. I'm like, I'm like I'm let's, glad, I'm glad let's to start share. with Phil, and how he's the main cause of my stress. You know what I'm saying? Why are you here, Phil? Yeah, you know, yeah. But, we, but it's just important. I got to tell you, it's been life-changing for me. Yeah. Like, because I, I've experienced so much trauma in some ways, and, and you don't realize that it's trauma because mm-hmm. I remember even as a child, five years old, growing up in very humble community and the lady across the street murdered her husband. Mm. And I'm five at that time. And I just remember seeing the ambulance and all these people like, and my mom telling me like, yeah, that, you know, she killed her husband. And I didn't even think about just the impact that it had on my mental, just, mm-hmm. you know, just that. And just being around different settings on the road with different artists and things happen. And, uh, and then you kind of self-medicate. Uh, yeah. You know, whether that's alcohol, some people's drugs, some people's food, some people's sex, all of the above. All the above. <laughs> all the above. So, so, but, but you don't realize it. And again, I didn't realize it, honestly, until I was in my, I say, earlier 30s once I moved uh, here to Nashville. Yeah. And that's when I was like, you know what? I started just thinking about the journey and talking to friends. Because I started with a, a therapist in L.A. who I enjoyed, but it still, I didn't feel that connection. So I went on this journey to find you know, a black male therapist just because there were certain nuances and just certain things that I had experienced yeah. and, you know, being raised by a single mom and having, you know, issues with my father not being there and reconciling that now. That's but issue it's still, number one. Yeah, right but, there, that, but that's, that's a real, yeah, it's a real yeah. issue though. And the thing is, but I, I had to take ownership on some level, but some of it, I just had to address it head on. Like me and my dad, we're great now. He's also someone who's... Um, dealt with a lot on his journey of life, um, mental health wise, but it's something I just, now I'm just learning to how to navigate even that relationship yeah, in a right. different kind of way. So it's just, again, you, you learn and this, you know, I'm living and learning every single day, just trying to be a better human being. And that's really just been a journey. That's encouraging. Cause I mean, cause I, I've had therapy for a, a, a good window too in New York and then, and then I've moved around a lot and settled here and I'm looking right now um, actively, so. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm on the market. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking, but I mean, it's, 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 it's about trust. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, 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 that's critical in the clinical experience. And, and I tell individuals, if you don't have, because it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have trust with the therapist, it's not going to work. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, Healing, man, as, as I have said for the past three years, it's truly a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a journey, man. You, you know, you get on it, and 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 sometimes, like I, I, I never have a client come every week. You know, I usually do like every two, every three, because I want them to process. Mm-hmm. Because healing is frustrating. 
As much as it's frustrating. As much as as much as social media has made it look like running through these bed of roses and you know you taking these baths and doing all these affirmations. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that ain't you know burning sage and burning incense. That ain't healing. Yeah. Healing is really opening up that wound. And going deep in that thing, mm -hmm. and sometimes digging in that womb to irritate it, mm -hmm. yeah, because you got to irritate it. You know, like my father' womb was so deep, bro. I'm talking yeah. about so deep. Mm. I talked about this last Friday. I was uh, teaching at a church on the burden of unforgiveness. Man, that thing was so deep, man. Because I would watch this man preach on Sunday and Monday through Saturday. Man, it was a different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I was telling somebody, man. I remember. At five years old, um, I was with my father, and this was the first time, like, I didn't even know what was happening. We were at a lady house that I knew that wasn't my mom. And I remember him telling me to stand here in this room, and I remember him grabbing the lady's hand, and they went to the back. And I remember when he came out, don't say, don't tell your mama where we been. And I remember the lady having a glass of wine. I could still see it to this mm -hmm. day. I could still see this glass of wine with her lipstick imprint on it and bro that messed me up mm. and I remember my mom like where did y'all where did y'all go and me not saying anything and then later you know years later coming back and she said I knew what was happening but I also it was all of that because I'm trying to because you you can't process that as a kid mm -hmm. because on Sundays it's you know God is great and oh, yeah. husband love your wives and I'm like this doesn't make sense. Mm. So my father wound was so deep, man, to where I was literally challenged to revisit those scenes. Mm. And what I tell people is the only the only way to heal is sometimes you have to walk back in the room where it happens, walk through it. And this is what I've done with most clients because I tell uh, uh, therapists that are coming up that reach out to me, if you haven't done your own work, you can't take your client through it. Right. You can only go as deep with your client as deep as the work that you've done within yourself. Mm -hmm. And I walked into that room and I had to revisit five-year-old Jay because you got to rescue the little boy. Yeah. Think about the men that we see today that the man is successful, but the boy is broken. The man is driving the car, but the little boy is still stuck where daddy left him, where mama left him, where the un where the uncle touched him, where the aunt said this. And we dress up the man, but there's this little boy on the inside saying, Ooh. hey, what, what, what about me? Yeah. And, and what happens is in a relationship, in a, 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 a circumstance, the little boy or the little girl can always stick their head out. And what we do, get back, get back, get back. Mm -hmm. And because if they're seen, now they know who we really are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say if we don't heal the, the the childhood wound, it destroys the adult. Yeah. It destroys adulthood. And that as as Phil was saying, like me and my father now are, you know, he's I mean, he's my biggest fan, but it took 10 years to work through the uh forgiveness and 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 until this day, you know. It is what it is. Dude called when he wants something. <laughs> he would never tell me how yeah. great I am. Now, yeah. I hear it through everybody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, Charlemagne, I think we was, uh, we, was at, we was at the breakfast club, and he says, Jay, 
what is that like, you know, uh, because, you know, when I left football, my dad played ball. I come, come from an uh, NFL family. It's just, you know, this is what you did. And I was tired. I said, man, I'm tired of these trials. I'm tired of bouncing around team to team. And I didn't realize his whole identity was attached to me still playing because he didn't get the chance to do it. Mm. So when I walked away, he had an issue with that. Mm. And I didn't know it. And, and I remember Charlemagne was talking. He says, man, you know, how do you feel not having that validation, you know, from your dad? And this is when I knew that my healing was alive. I said, bro, I would love to have it, but I can't wait for it. Mm. I can't hold my life, uh, um, you know, in a prison waiting for daddy to say I'm proud. And it would be good to have it, and it would be good to hear those words, but the little boy in me has to go free. Yeah. So the man can be free. Because you set the boy free, the man can live in the liberation of the freedom of the, of, of, the, of the little boy. And so healing that man has really brought me to a place of ease mm. that I would love for him to call me every week and tap in with me, but he don't. Right. You know, mm. I would love for him to just, like my father would not have. Now, here's what he would do. He still passed her three weeks ago. He hits me up. And he'll reach out for different clues on text when he's preaching. And, um, you know, he knows I'm gifted to take scriptures and, 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 and connect it, you know, from theology to faith, psychology and all that. And he'll say, hey, I'm uh, uh, looking at this scripture. Uh, tell me what you think and, you know, give me some feedback on it. And once he get it, he's gone. I won't hear from him about another two weeks. <laughs> he's like, cool, got yeah. my sermon. Thank you. He's like, thank you. Th thank, you for, thank you for a nice Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't hear oh, from him. Oh, man. And, bro, that used to break me down, Chuck. I mm. mean, I'm talking about, Phil, I would be in corners when mm. I was in my early 30s, bro. That would just shut me down. Now, you know, I just, that's him. That's you know? him. And it wow. doesn't, it, and again, and, and I'm sharing that because Oftentimes, we're wanting people to change in order for our healing to be valid. Yeah. What makes my healing valid is that even if you don't change, I'm okay. Wow. Mm, wow. What makes my healing valid is that even if you don't change, I'm okay. You feel me? That's that's real. That's crazy. Because you're 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 literally speaking, just candidly speaking. I'm currently dealing with just the fact that the idea of me having this, you know, idealistic relationship with my dad and it's just like Timon that what you envision in your head all these years, it it may not ever come to pass. So you have to settle with the fact that you gotta not necessarily meet him where he is, but just understand that y'all are two totally different people mm -hmm. and he's who he is. And you just have to kind of Either you want to communicate with that or you don't. And so that's just some things that I've been, so just hearing you kind of speak to it, I'm like, yo, this is really a thing for a lot of black men. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone's sitting here, right? <laughs> like, it's interesting to hear y'all say that because what I've been coming to terms with in the last couple months is that I also didn't know my father, but I also don't believe he's alive, so I never really got to know him. So it's about identity for me because identity for me has up until recently, I've built my work ethic and everything about me built off of the like, well, I'll show you. Mm. You're going to regret.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that you never dot, dot, dot. And so that's the reason why I work hard, why I'm ambitious. Not the only reason, but a, but a big chunk, it's right? It's a driving force. It's a driving force, right? And so then in, the, in recent years, I just started to ask myself, well, what does life look like if you're not, if it's not built off of revenge or built off of like trying to, trying to show someone like, what, how, what does life look like if you're enjoying it just because life is enjoyable, not because you're trying to reach this mountain pop, mountaintop to say, see, I told you, or yeah, you missed out. Yeah. And that's a scary place to, I think, life, I think life is probably richer and better on that other greener side, but it's still a tough pill to swallow because you can build a whole life around the fact that you've been neglected, abandoned, treated poorly, and that can become your male identity. And that may not actually even be who you really are. It's yeah. just yeah. it's just the armor so, so, that you've built in so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a maladapted a persona, mm-hmm. right? And and um, and and also, as I say, anger is a great motivator, but yes. it's not a great sustainer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can build some things from anger, but you can't. And and again, that's what we do. Yeah. Like it's, and it, it fuels you. If it, it fuels you. Yeah. You know, but it, it's it's not a great sustainer. But to your point about physical, like it's a great physical fuel, but it's not a great emotional Mo- fuel. No. Nah. No, and, that, and that's why football was just like my thing. That's why when it was over for me, man, I was just like, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't. It was like, you know, I wasn't a drinker. I wasn't a smoker. Like I just wanted to put that helmet on and just get to work. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I can take out all of my aggression and my pain. Like even boxing. Like that's why I box three days a week because I still have to have that, you know, that that outlet. But for me, you know, I was talking about uh, uh, last week. You know, I remember playing this game, and this dude was talking so much trash, man. And he was blissing, and I knew he was blissing. And, man, he was a big dude, big old linebacker, like 6'2", 6'3", 240, man. And, I mean, he was just like, yeah, nigga, I'm coming. <laughs> and, like, bro, when I, I kid you not, it went silent. And all I did was I saw my dad face. Mm. And when he came through the bliss, bro, it was like, Oof. and brought him to his knees. Mm. Like he was, he brought him to his knees and he was almost like in a praying position. And I said, bro, what I got inside of me, dude, is on a whole nother level, dude. (laughs) So, and that's when I knew, Mm -hmm. I said, this is scary. Yeah. This is scary. And, and, and I started in therapy, man. I had to revisit all of that, man. You know, because you can't run from you. You can't run from you. You take you everywhere. It's going to catch up with you at some point. <laughs> Can't run from you. Okay. I tried. <laughs> I still try. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> Same OG. Yeah. So a, a, a lot of times, I know um, when we were uh, just talking about the reasons that uh, for us stopping um, counseling, one of the reasons, well, back in the day was that it was a financial thing. Like, you, yeah. you just can't afford, can't afford it um, to go to counseling. So... My question is, like, what resources or what can people do to begin their healing process on their own if they can't afford to go to therapy? You know, um, 
we we have been trying to figure out, you know, so many ways to uh, simplify the process because the process, man, if you if you don't have insurance or mm-hmm. or if you work for a corporation, they may say, hey, we'll provide four free sessions, and we all know, man, like that's, <laughs> that's yeah. nothing, man, yeah. you know. Um, so uh, Taraji. Uh, her and Tracy, you know, they're great friends of mine, man. What they're doing with the Boris Henson uh, providing free therapy to black men, man, has been so uh, paramount to brothers who can't get to therapy and can't afford it and they don't have the job to pay for it, man. They are doing uh, great work. Uh, black Men Heal, they're doing great work. So there there are some resources. It's not many. Um, I think the challenge is is now the uh, solution doesn't meet the demand mm. because now you have all these brothers that are coming out and say they want therapy, but it's not enough therapists. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's not enough, you know, uh, uh, skilled therapists that are competent because not only do you need to be culturally competent, but you need to be culturally sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's a challenge. And, and, um, and that's why we started the tour because, uh, I, I, you know, I told my team, I was like, man, sitting in the office all day, seeing one person is 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 not going to make an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to make a ripple of, uh, uh, effect to where this thing, you know, expands. Because if a brother doesn't go to therapy and he comes to the Jess Hill Bro Tour, um, he can at least get an understanding, okay, this is where I start. Because at, um, because at each city, we... Um, have, you know, local therapists, um, people who have resources, and, and they come out uh, on stage, and, and it's always one or two guys. Mm. And you got one or two guys, and you got 40 guys like, hey, man, I'm ready for therapy. And it's just kind of like, whoa. You know, I've, I've seen some therapists that are like six months booked. You know, my therapist that I see, dude, like, you can't get on his waiting list for another year. Crazy, you know. So how do you you manage that? And and, and what's and, crazy? The same thing. The same thing goes for 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 uh, for black physicians too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. all tied in together. Yeah. yeah, it's all tied in together. Yeah. Trying to find a black doctor, a black dentist. Yes, it's the same. So, you, I can help you, you out there. No, no, you, you did help me. I, yeah, I, I, I did. Thank yeah, you very much. <laughs> but I mean, but just it, it's it, there, there's a lot more demand than there is. Yeah, and that's why representation, man, is is, is so important, man, and and that's why I love. That you know, I was part of the sports world and 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 being part of um, this this clinical space as well to bridge that gap, you know, especially even in entertainment, because what you see is um, you you see this a lot in entertainment that we're so quick to get these artists a bag, but you're not giving them you know uh, a healthy community to support. Mm-hmm. That part mm-hmm. true. And that know. fame, that fame, only makes mental problems worse. Oh, it's an oh amplifier. What? Wow. Oh my god! People don't know that part. You don't talk about that part, but that fame makes things. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Way worse if you're not ready for it. Yeah. We sound crazy. You bringing them boys to men. Them boys pull in. This is grown man B.I. Get you rolled in the triage, B.I.
Takeover. What, hey, what a classic diss record. Oh, my God. Because mm. I, I, I love Nas and Jay. I'm actually... Do you? Yeah, oh, I do. Yeah, you, As you should. Yeah. Top five. Top yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah. You Top agree? Five. Yeah, you, I absolutely agree. You asked us a question earlier about, yeah. about Blueprint and Ether. Yeah. Yeah, what well, was that question? Hit us with the question again so I can think about it properly. Which, 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 which would you guys choose? Oh, God. You got to choose between J, Blueprint, or Nas Ether. What you th- feel like you're ready to respond? Jay came out strong with TakeOver. You can't deny it. Yeah, yeah. You can't deny it. But that ether. <laughs> but that ether, though? Yeah. That ether, though? And then Jay came back with the response to ether, uh, which went in a different direction. But if I'm picking. Hmm. Ether. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Nah, Ether was a monster. Yeah. Uh, I fuck with your soul like Ether. Well, Teach you the king, you know you. Nah. God son across the belly. Lose. I prove you lost already. Like yeah. the, the, ta- the penmanship, man. Right, yeah. that's what he was talking. I mean, he was so clever with how he was dismantling yeah. uh, Jay-Z yeah. on Ether. I would have to go with Ether, too. Yeah. No, I'm going, I'm going Blueprint. Sorry, guys. It's like, I'm going Blueprint, yo. <laughs> so I'm New going Blueprint, yeah. yo. Oh, they're yeah. both New York. They're both so New, New, York, New York, but I'm, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going Blueprint. Take over for me. Blueprint. What so about you, tied. Jay? It's tied. I, I, I have to go with Ether. Um, I, and I love Jay. And I love the, the, the Blueprint album. But, um, I mean, when you look at, as, as Chuck said, the perfect depiction is dismantling. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was layered by layer yeah. by <laughs> layer crazy. by layer. I mean, I mean, it was just like he didn't miss. I mean, it was just like a punch. I mean, it's almost like in boxing. Right, if you can throw the perfect combination, mm-hmm. like Nas through it, yeah, like I mean, so yeah, it was. But you know what? But what what I what I love about uh, both of their display of artistry was it brought the best out of them, mm-hmm. yes. and I think that was the best music that we had. I mean, Agreed. during that time, man. Yeah. I mean, it was just like you know, rap beef these days is like, you know, yeah. Now pe- people discount people discount what. <laughs> Good healthy competition can do to yeah for everything. I mean, like having your counterpart, whether whether regardless of who quote unquote wins, which no one ever you can never really debate yeah, that in yeah. any of these. But how it drives both sides to just be their best, yeah. Is, and, and then too, you look at the beauty of it, right? And this is what I love, like you know, just seeing these brothers age well and 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 seeing the friendship and the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And again, it's you know, it goes back to you know seeing um, the growth of who we are as human beings. And I think we don't see enough of that as black men because a lot of time we don't live long enough. You don't live long enough. So, you know, we either don't live long enough or we don't see uh, the growth from, uh, th- th- there's no maceration process in us, right? Because you'll see some guys that are still the same 20 years later. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think Tony Ayo was talking about this and he said, man, I act my age. And he was like, I, I don't, I'm not 20 anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And so to see the growth of Jay and Nas and, you know, from a business standpoint, yeah. you look at what Jay has built and you look at what Nas has built, the investments and, you know, from tech into the liquor, the alcohol, mm-hmm. into, you know, Jay buying paintings and all this. It's, it's, it's a beautiful evolution of who we are as black men that we, we don't have to remain the same. That's right. Know? And we don't see that very often. No, we don't. And then, too, it's like it also allows me to adjust to adjust my expectations even if they drop new music. 
Desperation is not the same. Right. Because Very I'm in true. a different place in life. Right. Very true. Yeah, 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 when yeah. I'm speaking for pain, oh my God. Uh, to take Wayne for an example. Mm-hmm. You look at what he put out, you know, with the Carter two and the Carter three, different inspiration. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, he's not the same. He's, he's in a different place. He in shouldn't life. be the same. Yeah. So, you know, of course, his music is not going to be saying it. But, you know, and this is why I think it's important for therapy. And this is a shameless plug in therapy. Therapy allows you to grow in ways you would never grow hmm. because you're not challenged to grow outside of that space. I've, I've, have seen brothers that, you know, I can't talk about football anymore. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell brothers, man, be careful when you're around guys that are like Al Bundy who are stuck in who they were. <laughs> Al Bundy. <laughs> you know, I call it Al Bundy syndrome. Sit on the couch with his hand in his pants, just man. not changing. Yeah, man. exactly. Yep. And it's like, you know, you're bringing out your championship rings from 94, and it's like, good brother. You know, <laughs> I yeah. built the empire. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and, 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 and a lot of brothers don't get there. Yeah. You know, growth growth is difficult. It is. It's dif- it is difficult. We sound crazy. I gotta ask you, who, top five MCs, dead or alive? My top five? Your top five hip hop MCs, and dead to- or alive? We're totally judging you. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, I'm I'm going to say uh, this this is this is my top five. I'm going to say Nas one. J2. Who you know fresher than whole? Riddle me that. The rest of y'all know where I'm lurking yep. at. Can't none of y'all mirror me back. Yeah, hand me rappers like hand G rapping is prime. Pac 3. And dear mama. Um. My number four. Um. I'm a big crit fan. Yeah, I go, put em up, put em up. Yeah, I go, put em up, put em up. That was Dean. This is now. This was so. Let them know. Mm. I'm from okay. Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. And I think I think Crick is so on so underrated. Right now. I've talked yeah. about it all. Man, bro, like I I mean, shoot, oh my gosh, man. Like I jam Crick, man, a lot. Um he you know, he would be my number four because I listen to storytelling, but I also listen to like these, a lot of these guys, man, um, provide a lot of psychological storytelling. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, the artistry and their metaphors and the art, artistry and their analogies and stuff. I love that, man. I love to dig into, you know, their minds. And so, and I think um, the way I appreciate artists is probably a lot different. And and I think I've been like this before I became a therapist. Um, my number five, man. Ooh. Um, ooh. <sighs> Part of, part of me wants to say M, and then the other part of me wants to say my good brother Royce to Five Nine. Okay, shout out to Royce to Five Nine. Okay, yeah, we respect yeah. these choices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all, like, all solid. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and I'm different. You know what I mean? So, but like Royce and and Crit, these are guys that I have really just, I, you know, like Royce's last album, man. Um, you know that he put out, man. I was just like, dude. Like, we did a live one night, man. I was just... Because, again, to open your mind up in a way to see the world in, in these different colors, man, is, is a gift. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's unique, you know? But And that's mental health. And, again, when I'm saying mental health, I'm not talking about the depression. It's just how... I say mental health is life in real time. Mm-hmm. It's life in real time, right? Physical, the spiritual, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the uh, emotional aspects of it. And just seeing how these guys... 
you know, embody all of these different elements of mental health where you're talking about financing, you're talking about getting healthy, you're talking about building your, uh, 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 generational wealth and all those things, man. So those, those are my top five, man. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in knowing, not since we're on the topic of music and this is a music podcast, like is there an artist or an album or song that you go to when, when you feel like it might just be getting to be too much and you can put that record in and it just kind of helps you to kind of chill out. I, you know what? I'm an R&B guy okay. when I do that. And um, believe it or not, man. Um, Don't you say Jeffrey Osborne in the show. <laughs> 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 oh, Jeffrey Osborne listening to Let the man live. You know what I'm saying? He likes Jeffrey O. He likes Jeffrey O. Jeffrey O. Oh, man. <laughs> he likes Jeff O. He likes Chef O. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But man, believe it or not, bro, uh, Gucci gets me there. Okay, Gucci man. Gucci brings the peace. Yeah, like I because again, like so I was I was in a gifted and talent class as a kid, and I didn't understand why. Mm. Seven years old, my parents pulled me out, and they literally says you're different, and I'm just kind of like, what that is, you know. And so I had a lot of spiritual gifts as a kid, still have them, you know, and. And I didn't understand what was happening, man. And so for me, um, I could go into someone else's world and and live in it and um, figuratively and live in it and have this appreciation that brings ease because I now get to see from a different view. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like just hearing Gucci rap, man, it just... Because you hear his storytelling, right? Like one of my favorite songs is Heavy. My ego getting too big, it's too heavy. My head getting too big, it's so heavy. Somebody help me to take this catch it too heavy. But for me, as I'm listening to it, he's really rapping about, you know, how the process is heavy. But then as I'm listening to it, it's lighting my heavy load. Mm -hmm. And wow. so there's this contrast to it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I love that. Who would have been your R&B person? A Tank. Tank? Yeah. Brother there Tank. we go. R&B yeah. money. Yeah. R&B money. Shout out R&B money. Listen, that R&B money album. It's a great one. You like it? Yeah. Brother. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm curious to know, like, we always do Mount Rushmore's, but Phil and everyone else afterwards, like, one, what's the one artist you go to that, that to, to, what's the one, the one that calms you down? What's your... And it better not be no Jeffrey Osborne. It better not be no Jeffrey Osborne. That one artist? Yeah. What, one yeah. Artist. What's the, who centers you? It's a song that or centers me. It's a song that I listen to that uh, by the sounds of blackness. Mm. It's called Optimistic. Yeah. Optimistic. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. A good. I love that one. It brings me back and it puts me in such a good space. Even when I have a, a, a crazy day, like or just I try to start my day with that song a lot of times. So yeah. that, that's a song that gives me gives me in the right emotional space. Tomorrow, what about you? That's good. Um, in like the last three or four years, I've gone to Shirley Horn, um, specifically the the album "Here's to Life." Though here's to life. And I just discovered her like 
maybe five or six years ago, but like I, I can literally say, Alexa, please shuffle Shirley Horn. And calms you down. It takes me to a place, it like takes me out of the craziness that's happening that day. So yeah, Shirley Horn for what me. What about you, Claude? Bob Marley. Mm. No, that's, that's a, a good great one. one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I'm, I'm fam- my family's Jamaican, so for lots of reasons, but he it reminds me of where I come from in the most like ancestral way, which always calms me down. But then also reminds he always reminds me of like what's important. Mm. Yeah, especially well, as a musician because he was just so to the core of. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I, it, same thing. Put it on shuffle. It doesn't matter what song's yeah. playing. Oh yeah. It just takes me right back to. Mm-hmm. You know, start mode of just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love his song. What is it? How to start off? Is this love? Is this yeah. love? Is this love? Is this love? Is Yeah, I, I love that, you know. Is this love, is this love, is this love, is this love that I'm feeling? Come on, man. Bob on, is the best. Man, man, dude. What about you, Chuck? Um, that would be Tracy Chapman. Don't you know, talking about a revolution sounds Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were about to say Trey songs. <laughs> <laughs> Watch what he wants. I was like, that's what you would eat. Trick or treat? He said, Trick or treat. Phil, he drawed that tray. He was like, Trick. Yeah, I was like, Not Mr. Songs. Not Mr. Songs? Miss Chapman. All right, Every decade of my life since I've been 10 years old, I've had that album in some capacity and it takes me back to an innocent place in life when I didn't when I didn't know all the bullshit I know now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I put that on and I'm back there. I'm I'm just back to my ten year old self. It's just good to know everyone's going to listen to when they when they need something to calm them. And and I'll tell you what I what I listen to, um and I think he's an honorary uh, uh underrated gospel singer man. Um I listen this I listen to his song usually before I speak. And it really centers me um, before I speak. Um, it's Jay Moss. Um, he has a song called Anointing. Um, and that's like my go-to. Because mm. I get anxiety when I speak, man. People think, you know, oh, you do it. It's just like I'm always nervous. Yeah, um, yeah, which yeah. is I, which for me, my mentor says a great thing. And I put that song on, man. And it really centers me. Yeah. Um, because, I, because I know there's an anointing on what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because... It's it's it you know and, and I think there's an appreciation for for the oil or for the anointing because this is not things that we could do of our in of our in and of ourselves mm-hmm. right right there there's a gift and there's I think that we all have an anointing in what that with the abilities that we do whether it's discovering new talent or managing or you whatever mm-hmm. it is that you do mm-hmm. and so I think there's always this um, this this appreciation that I have. For his body of work, man, um, because the, the the guy has so much range, but his voice is so soothing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, to sort of settle you down, man. So um, he he's an artist, man. That I think I saw it on his uh, Instagram the other day. He was just saying he didn't know. I don't know. Was, yeah, I, don't I watched know. that video so yeah. many times. Because that God, Jay I Moss I was only one. <laughs> Right. Come on, Phil. Call you know. I know you know Jay Moss, Phil. I know. I know Jay Moss. Don't yeah. be that person. You don't know no. what he's about to do. Give him something. You don't know. Give, <laughs> give him something to do. Tell him to come on the podcast. I'm gonna call him. We'll, call, call Jay. Him. Man, there's so much to uncover when discussing what goes into building a healthy mind. I hope you've got your pen and pad out for this one, and be sure to share with a friend. 
Make sure you check out part two of our conversation with mental health guru and life therapist, Jay Barnett. Thank you to our sponsors at the National Museum of African American Music, blackmusicmuseum.org. And thank you, Visit Music City. Hi, this is Chuck Harmony from We Sound Crazy with your Black Music Month Spotlight. Missy Elliott is a pioneering American songwriter, rapper, singer, and producer. She emerged in the 1990s as part of the R&B girl group Sister and gained widespread recognition for her innovative approach to performance and music production. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly. In 2020, Billboard ranked her at number five on their list of the 100 greatest music video artists of all time. And in 2023, Elliot became the first female rapper inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Being the first to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame means so much to me because I never thought that in a million years, like that's the, probably the top tier of making it as an artist. Hey, it's Angelique here. Walt Disney World Resort is bringing you the culture with music, art, and food. Imagine savoring Princess and the Frog's decadent bread pudding and berry bananas at Disney's Port Orleans Resort. Take in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park Circle of Life Festival, celebrating the Lion King and more. Walt Disney World Resort is a place where you can come and celebrate with your family and you can do it soulfully. Bring yourself to Walt Disney World Resort and celebrate the culture. 